Hello, and welcome to Rewired, a brand new podcast. Whether you are a baby boomer or a millennial, planning ahead or already enjoying retirement, this show is designed to inspire your imagination with helpful information to invite you to live your best life. And now, here's our host, Duchess Dale. Hi, it's Duchess, and welcome to episode 12 on September 27th. It is Ancestor Appreciation Day, and I thought we could each take a moment to give thought to our ancestry, whether the more immediate ancestors that are still living or the ones from long, long ago. We each have an ancestral lineage to recognize and acknowledge. And then that got me to thinking, well, maybe someday we might be somebody else's ancestor. So give yourself some appreciation today for what you have contributed to your family tree in history. And as writer Chris Hagee states, you might be pruned from a family tree, yet grafted to another tree. If you still have living elders in this world, give them a call in appreciation. And as we wrap up the month of September, which, as you may remember, is National Senior Center Month, and our guests will talk about that a little bit later, President Biden also declared September as National Recovery Month. This is a time to recommit to helping prevent substance abuse and disorders and how we can support those who may still be struggling and providing people in recovery with the resources they need to live full and healthy lives. And Recovery Month, which was actually started in 1989, is a national observance held every September to promote and support new evidence-based treatments and recovery practices that support those people in need of them, and also a nod uh, to the dedicated service providers and communities, friends, and family who make all forms of recovery possible. When most of us hear the name AAA, we think about the automotive company that comes when your car needs to be towed or battery needs to be charged. Here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Bernalillo County in particular, AAA is the Area Agency on Aging. Pretty simple, makes sense. And the AAA here is a state-sanctioned and federally mandated entity that works within the Older Americans Act programs and helps to implement services for people over the age of 60 in Albuquerque and Bernalillo County. Both my guests today work for the Area on Aging, AAA, and have much to share about the work they do for seniors here in New Mexico. Well, thank you. And this afternoon, I have two guests, kept them too. <laughs> and I'd like to introduce Michelle Briscoe and Neil Sagata, who are going to tell us a little bit about what they do, particularly in regards to senior centers. So, Michelle, may I begin with you? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Well, sure. I am, again, Michelle Briscoe. I am the manager of the City of Albuquerque, Burlingham County Area Agency on Aging, lovingly referred to as the Metro AAA. Um, we are a, 
Agencies on aging are a function of a federal grant that provides services and supports for older adults and communities. It's the Older Americans Act. Um, in this state, we are also funded by a significant amount of funding from state government um, and then local supports. And so area agencies on aging, I will speak for both of us, Neil, but I'm sure you <laughs> I'm sure you'll oh, like that's great. <laughs> um, we consolidate all of that funding, do needs assessments, and then leverage those resources to provide services and supports in communities throughout New Mexico. My AAA, the Metro AAA, serves Bernalillo County, all of Bernalillo County. So we partner with the Department of Senior Affairs in the city of Albuquerque. They have six senior centers, two multi-gen, multi-generational centers, which are a combination of older adults and children um, multi and all generations. And then Bernalillo County, which also they have five senior centers and they, they, and all of those centers, um, even just in around Bernalillo County, each center serves a specific community. The South Valley multi-purpose senior center is in South Valley. You've got North Domingo Baca, you know, and, and that part of town. And, and one of the wonderful strengths of senior centers, even just in one county is each one takes on the, the, the culture of their community. And it's really a, a beautiful thing. Um, I think it's one of the strengths of the network is that um, it, it's really made up of the, the older adults of the population, the local community. And they can, you know, even in Bernalillo County, they can be not far from each other, but no two of them are the same. Um, and just like no two of them are the same, no two AAAs are the same. So I will turn it over to Neil to discuss his side. Thanks, Michelle. Neil, take it away. Thank you. Yeah, my name is Neil Sagata. I'm the director for the non-Metro AAA, as we like to call it. Uh, we oversee the other 32 counties in, in the state of New Mexico. Uh, in that, we've got uh, 57 pro providers and about 131 senior centers. So like Michelle said, there we've got senior centers spread from the, the boot hill down in southwest uh, New Mexico all the way up into Union County and Clayton. So um, each one diverts in its own right, offering different uh, services, different uh, different menus. Uh, northern menus are different than southern menus. And uh, you don't try to force one menu on the other because they will tell you very quickly, that's not what we do here. So it, it's it's really unique. It's really challenging at times, but very re rewarding. So. Sounds wonderful. I'd, I'd like to, before again, I find out more about what your agencies do for the senior centers. How did each of you get into this line of work or, and this particular aspect of it? So Neil, I'll stick with you now, since you just spoke. How did you land in this job? <laughs> Well, that's a, that's a loaded question. Ooh. I actually spent uh, 23 years in the mining industry as a surveyor. I was a land surveyor. And um, the mine shut down. I was looking for a job. I, I had one job already. I was the mayor and still am the mayor of the city of Raton. And, uh, but I was looking for a job that actually paid. <laughs> so uh, there was a, a director open open for the Colfax County Senior Citizens Program. Uh, my city manager at the time said, Neil, I think you ought to apply for that. So I did. And uh, lo and behold, the nonprofit picked me to be a director. So I was director of that nonprofit for a little over 10 years. And uh, about 15 months ago, 14 months ago, I answered a phone call from a, a friend that I thought was checking in on me. 
But she was saying, Neil, I need you to come be director for non-Metro. And uh, I thought about it. And voila, here I am. That sounds wonderful. Quite a, I, I see what you meant by loaded. That was an interesting path to get to where you are to do yeah. that, that you're doing. But I think it's, I, I know the listeners can't see your smiling face, but it, it looks as if you are happy in the job, that it was a good choice. It good. was. I mean, uh, I've got to say this has probably been the most rewarding job I've I've had. So, Boy, isn't that wonderful to hear. To yeah. know that and to have you in, in charge of something so important for the seniors and to know that you find it so rewarding. So thank you. Michelle, how did you land in this wonderful position? Uh, I was fortunate enough to have in a previous uh, career, I, I worked, I was the a development director and a conservation director for a nonprofit. So I had done some work, um, well, actually quite a bit of work on, on federal grants in, in the past. So I came to this a little um, <laughs> similarly through nonprofit work, um, but was was looking for a change after having been at a, at a nonprofit for a number of years. So this more, my experience was in federal grants, um, not necessarily aging, but in facilitating federal grants and administration of federal grants. So was lucky enough to stumble into what is, I think, one of the more brilliant um, federal programs I, I've seen. It just the, the, from the origin of it to how it's evolved over time, the involvement of these AAAs in their local communities. It really, it's. I will say, it's become a passion of mine. Um, and I think, kind of like me already, he was in mining. <laughs> I was in different federal grants, but you really, it's hard not to fall in love with this work um, and what we do. And to be honest, even though it's a federal grant and there's you know rules and strings attached and reporting to it. Um, this is really smart thing that they did um, when they set it up, and it's an honor to be a part of it. Both of you, this is so delicious to hear two people who love their work and are seem to be in the right position to do that work. I think it's wonderful, but I'm also, before I go back, because I want to ask you to use the adjective brilliant program, you may have to address that more. And let's remind listeners that when you, either of you say AAA, we don't hear a horn honking or a trifling <laughs> up. <laughs> so, do you, so do you want to define those letters for us? Sure. No, and it is. Um, yeah, I do apologize because one of the things federal grant lots of acronyms. There's actually I had an old boss who used to call them acronyms, which I think is even more prone to the acronym. He called them acronyms. Um, so a AAA in our world is an area agency on aging. Um, they are a function of the Older Americans Act. They are written into that law, um, and they they are established by that law. There are 620 of them around the United States. Um, we have a lot of friends in the in the area agency on aging network. Um, here in New Mexico, there are four. Um, we're just two of them. Um, there's also the Indian AAA and, and Navajo. So there's there, um, and we all work together in, in different ways. Both, you know, I work within my with my within my planning and service area, which is Bernalillo County, Neal, obviously the rest of the state. But then we also we will partner with the others in the state, other states. We do outreach. Um, so again, there's 620. Um, and really what had happened was when the Older Americans Act was originally passed in 65, they it was part of the same series of laws as, as, as Medicare, uh, Medicaid. 
So it's all part of this network of supports that were intended to, you know, seniors were living in some serious poverty at that time. There was, you know, there wasn't a lot of retirement programs, you know, social security was barely in its infancy. Um, so there, you know, there was a lot of struggle, older adults were going through a lot of struggles at that time. And this was a whole series of supports and, the Older Americans Act. So, you know, Medicare takes care of Medicaid, take care of the insurance, the medical side. But the Older Americans Act is right alongside of it as these social supports, these net for people who are in there still in their homes, who are in community. Um, but recognizing that it's not just medical care that older adults need. They also need social interaction. They need sometimes they need meals. Sometimes they need, help, you know, some of the other services we provide, which we can go through. Um but it and it really is meant to improve outcomes for older adults. We, you know, the, and there's plenty of studies over time that show that, you know, when the when our services, the area agency and aging services in home and in community can engage someone and keep them in their home longer, it's a benefit even just to the fiscal side of it. That when they when they need the medical interventions, it's far more expensive and it's far more difficult on the family, the individual. Um, so what we do is hopefully keep them um, happier, healthier in the home and dignity. Uh, that's wonderful. And I think it's an aspect that people don't think about. They do think about Medicare. They, you know, they think about Social Security. And then, then it kind of drops off. And part of the goal for this podcast really is to have these kinds of conversations so that older adults, and, and let's face it, most of us are getting older. Older adults know this, but also family members and caregivers know what resources are available and learn some ideas and some tips and get guidance on how to better serve the older adults in our communities. And New Mexico, as far as I can see, has some an, an amazing resource available for anyone who is getting older and in the senior capacity. So thank you for that work. Um, Neil, let's hear from you. Tell me does a senior in New Mexico avail themselves of your services directly, or do you serve and support the senior centers primarily that then outreach to the citizens? Yeah, generally, we, we, we're the support group for the senior citizens. Uh, we're the ones that provide technical assistance. We're the ones that provide sometimes phys uh, physical assistance. You know, we've got things going in the wrong direction. But uh, we tried to direct, we get referrals from seniors. Uh, we try to direct them to a senior center in their area, put them in touch with the person in charge of that senior center and and uh, let them know what services are available to them. Like Michelle mentioned, nutritional services, transportation services. Uh, what I am big on and want to really expand on is in-home services. Those are where we come in and do homemaker services, like house cleaning, general cleaning, and, and that uh, sh grocery shopping for the senior. Uh, chore services outside where we mow their lawns, cut their cut their lawns. Because like Michelle said, the longer you can keep a senior in their home, the better off they're going to be, the better off the family's going to be. And it's, it's a healthier life. Um, and the, the other thing that kind of gets lost in it we can do it for a fraction of the cost that assisted living centers do it. I can feed uh, one senior. I can feed a senior five days a week for about $2,000 a year. So 
when you think about a, someone moving into an assisted living place where it's costing them $6,000 a month, oh my it's goodness. quite a savings. I'm, 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 I'm a little tongue tied here because you, what you're saying, and I don't think most people know this. And I realize there is a time and a place and specific needs for assisted living and nursing homes, et cetera. I get that. And I think people think it's sort of an either or, okay, now I'm this certain age or I'm older, older, so I have no choice. But so no wonder they can get resistant. And most people I know want to stay in their home, stay in their communities, in their families and live there. But I don't think folks know that there might be another option. Yeah, no. What what's uh, unique too is, or what helps is, so many of us are becoming caregivers for our parents now, right? And uh, that is uh, uh, puts an amazing amount of strain on your personal life. I, I know as as uh, my father passed about four years ago, and my mother a little over a year ago, and my wife and I were the primary caregivers for. Uh, we offer in home respite that someone will come in. Give us a break. So those sources are available, uh, and those are run through your local senior centers. I have. Uh, there are some organizations that really primarily focus on that, but uh, a lot of your senior centers can provide those services. That you're, this is mind blowing, and I. Well, I please, Michelle. I will say we do it a little differently here in the Metro AAA. Do tell. Uh, <laughs> So we do, you know, we have our, we have our, we have this variety, you know, we have a, we have a senior center up in, in the village of Tejeros. We have South, so we have all the senior centers we were discussing. We also um, have many of the same supports Neil is referencing. Um, the senior centers can put you in touch with those people, but we also, we have a central intake with case management and um, other supports and services. So when we, when we get to how to reach out to us, it's going to be a little different between, we always like to say, you've seen one AAA, you've seen one AAA. Um, <laughs> we, we do things very differently. Um, so just don't, I mean, it, it, you, obviously the senior centers, even in Burlingham County, will be able to get you in touch with services, but our AAA contracts with with a lot of specific providers so there's just just to set the expectations <laughs> there's going to be a yeah, slightly yeah. different process here but it's it's yeah. it's still available and yeah. it's still a path worth exploring as i say whether you are a senior who's looking ahead or a family member caregiver that is wondering what to do and what options there are this is possible so Typically on the show, since our sponsor is basically Aging and Long-Term Services Department, I always get them that phone number and website because it's this vast hub. However, if someone wanted to contact you guys about that, they should first find their local senior center. That's what the theme is this year, Discover Yours. Find your local senior center, and then they that center would put them in touch with your departments. Yes? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can go that route. Absolutely. It's, 
And and in in our, I would just say they would they would be able to put you in touch with our entire network is how I would say it. We're, I like stru- that we're structured a little differently, yep. um, but yes, that is that is a great. Um, but it's a great that's a great way to phrase it that, that would put them in touch with the aging network and all of the services and mm-hmm. all of the providers because what all of our senior centers and other providers are trained to do is essentially hear out what what you it, whether it's whether it's an older adult living alone whether it's an older couple whether it's caregivers grandparents raising children grandchildren you know all no no two situations and families are identical so we all of our providers are very very good i am, am impressed by every day at assessing okay what is this family dynamic and what do they need and and putting together those puzzle pieces of what all services and supports we can offer to make this work for everyone in that family fantastic yeah yeah i would add that yeah each of my senior centers are are uniquely different too not all of them offer those same services you know it it depends on the funding and 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 the need uh so uh we are non-metro is looking now at creating our own case management hub to where we can have a hub center where they call in and we can put them into uh, the right place. So we're learning, I guess, from our, our metro brothers and sisters and, and uh, trying to become a, a little more self-centered uh, to where more more centralized to where seniors can call in one place and find uh, what they're looking for. Fantastic. As I said, I'm I am really gobsmacked at the 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 depth and breadth of what the agency network provides for the state of New Mexico. And so again, I think the the fastest, easiest, best idea for listeners would be to call aging and long-term services and say, this is where I or my senior person lives, put me in touch with that senior center. And then go from there because there isn't a hub right now for just the senior centers. There isn't like a email, phone number, website. Not for all of this. I mean, the aging and long-term services, the aging and disability resource center does does a lot of that. Um, I will say in Bernalillo County, to what Neil was referencing, is we do have a central information and assistance program and case management. So we have a phone number here mm-hmm. that if you're looking for those like some of those more intense supports like homemaker adult day, um, you would call the 505-764-6400, the 764-6400, but that's just Bernalillo County. Um, and, and it works here, uh, you know, uh, uh, because we're all just here in Bernalillo County and there's a lot of services and supports and the, you know, I, I, one of my favorite comments, Neil's heard this a hundred times, you know, the, we're very different. The challenge of this AAA, my area agency on aging is, is density. We have, there are a lot of older adults here in one county. I always say non-metros, non-metros challenge is geography. They've got a lot of seniors spread out across a whole lot of land. And so um, we have different, different challenges and different approaches. And I, and I, and I, and I um, very much appreciate, you know, the collaboration we've had. Um, I think, you know, there, some of those things that we we've implemented here simply won't work in those areas, but some might like this case management and that, mm-hmm. that partnership and learning from each other. And we've learned some things that, that senior centers are doing in, in more remote locations that actually we're bringing here. Um, so that kind of partnership, um, 
really does work because again, the the reducing social isolation, we can get we can you know, somewhat shift from some of the 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 high intensity, high touch services and supports with case management and, and adult day. Um, when you know, when for a lot of older adults, it's just socialized or social socialization at a senior center, a lunch, being able to to play you know pickleball at the senior center is is totally life enriching. Um, and so those are, those are kind of different um, ends of the spectrum of interventions, but they both have value. And yeah, we learn a lot from each other. Um, and then a lot of, from other AAAs across the country about how uh, to best bring those services to our communities. Wonderful. And I love the fact that both of you were willing to come on to the same interview for, for the podcast so that we had the, the full scope of what's available for our state. And will you one of you, both of you, all of you, whatever, be if and when they reschedule the conference on aging, will somebody be there to represent? Oh, yes. All, all of our staff. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're all there. Yep. Good. Okay. Well, I look forward to that. I don't have details yet. I know it's still in the works, but you know, when that happens, I will announce that and I get, I look forward to meeting you in person. So to sort of wrap it up, would each of you like to just address something about what would you really want a senior or a senior caregiver, someone who's a family member or uh, someone who's brought into the house, a caregiver, what would you want them to know as we close out this interview today? For me, it has to do with this is this is not um, sometimes there's resistance to utilizing our services as though somehow it's um, something that is, you know, it, 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 it's 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 not an uh, I don't even know the right word to describe it. It is an honor to provide these services and these services provide benefit to communities. And it is. In having older adults and caregivers engage in our services to have a better quality of life and and live in in dignity and and be able to continue what they're doing in their communities is what this is for. And the more we can do, the better off everyone's life is. This is not, um, you know, this is not charity. This is not. This is really um, an honor and a privilege and something that is actually mutually beneficial. And so, you know, what I try to say: you're doing us a favor by taking advantage of our services. Genuinely, you are improving all of our lives and communities. Um, so, please, <laughs> if you once thought, "Oh, I don't want to go to a senior center. That's just for people who need help, or they, you know, they can't afford a meal." No, if you know, if it, yes, the meal may be free, but you can make a donation. You can do whatever you want. But come to the center, engage with other older adults. You are, you are not only going to enrich your life; you're going to enrich other people's lives. And that just is that kind of build of what we're looking for here. Thank you. Wow. Okay, I'm coming. Where's my center? Leo <laughs> County. I'm on my way. <laughs> Neil. <laughs> yeah, I would I would just echo what Michelle said. I like to tell the story because it, it she's right. Uh, there's been a a, a a connotation to senior centers that is a place for old folks. And I have this great I had this great dear friend of mine and we coached little league together, played a lot of golf together. And one day we were at the car dealership and I said, Jim, you gotta come down to the center here. I'm working there now. Got guys that play pool, play play cards. You have a great time. And he looks at me and says, 
no, I ain't going there. That's a, that's for old folks. And I said, Jim, you're 77 years old. I think you qualify. So <laughs> he laughed. He never made it down there, but he did start taking meals from us. He did start, him and his wife did start taking meals. But uh, that's just the, the thing I, I feel that we fight is there's this older generation thinking that it's a place that just old folks go to, to eat that, like Michelle said, can't afford their meals or that, but it's not. It's so much more than that. Yeah, they it's, are not sitting there eating jello. I can promise you that. I mean, you go in there and it is hard to keep up sometimes. You know, there's Zumba classes, there's they use there's pool, but then there's also there are people making pottery. I mean, it is there's so much going on. It is it's inspiring. And again, the the more people that come, the better, you know, the better those experiences are, the more services we can provide, the more support we get, and we just it grows and grows and grows. So yeah, sorry. Well, I'm sold. I'm now, as I said, I'm ready to come down and find my center. And I want to stand with you in trying to change the mindset. Well, that's part of what we're doing with the podcast. We're talking about don't just retire, rewire, rewire your thinking, your behavior. And many of us, if even depending on what level of age we are, you, we grew up with that concept that, you know, once you hit 65, it's the gold watch, you retire and you're on the porch. And that's not the way the world works anymore. Well, and or to the rewire, if, if you don't, if you if maybe you don't want to come participate in, in some of the classes, maybe you want to teach one. Come on in and teach something. I mean, there's, you know, we, I have a, I have a good friend who's an older adult who I don't want to come take a class, but she's a yoga instructor. I'm like, how about you start teaching yoga? And now she's a yoga instructor. You know, it, it, there's all so many different ways to participate in the in in these things. Become a volunteer and help make the meals. Become a volunteer. I mean, there's so many ways to engage. You don't, you know, there, it, it, there's just going to be something there for you. I promise. <laughs> I, I believe you. I believe you. Absolutely. And I really want to have uh, an open invitation to both of you to return to continue this engagement and invitation to older adults. I I personally am trying to take the word seniors off because seniors has that connotation that we're trying to change and rewire older adults (laughs) and engage them and rewire them to know what's available at these centers. So, oh, I just think it's a great idea. So I hope you will come back. Yes. A lot of them have gyms. I mean, it's one of those things that people never think about, but a lot of them have gyms, <laughs> like Whoa. work exercise gyms. I mean, there's so much there that you would not imagine is there. So, Well, we need to do more. And I may even talk to you offline about some ideas and things, how we can do it, because I think that that's where it's at, is we need to rewire the consciousness of what it means to be a, air quotes, senior. Yep. So- Thank you both for your time today, for obviously your passion and purpose for the work that you're doing for the for New Mexico and certainly for the seniors. And I look forward to meeting you in person soon. So thanks again. Thank you, you bet. Thank you. I want to once again thank our guests today, Michelle and Neil, and encourage 
all of you listeners to research about your local senior center, whether you live in Albuquerque or other parts of New Mexico, or if you're listening from out of state, finding out where your local senior center could be a great resource for yourself or someone you love. And if you are in New Mexico, you can contact our Aging and Disabilities Resource Center at one 505 764-6400 or our sponsor Aging and Long-Term Services Department 1-800-432-2080 on the web it is www.aging.nm.gov bunches of resources so take some time to do that today and maybe do it for your neighbor because tomorrow, September 28th, is Good Neighbor Day. And then on Friday, September 29th, it is my personal holiday. It is National Coffee Day. I know you can't buy happiness, but you can buy coffee. So that's pretty darn close. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. I look forward to starting the new month of October with you next Wednesday. Till then, refresh, recommit, and rewire. Our show is sponsored by the Aging and Long-Term Services Department of New Mexico. You can contact that department by calling 1-800-432-2080 or online at www.aging.nm.gov. Our original music is written by New Mexico's own Lydia Clark. Join us next week on your favorite streaming platform. Till then, remember to reconnect, recommit, and rewire. We've got information and inspiration.